know, today, um, I stand here with a heavy heart today. Um, one of our amazing friends in Victoria passed away overnight and um, a woman who loved God so much and had such a passion for the kingdom of God. And, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I felt like God spoke to me about speaking on hope. And this morning when I got that phone call, I thought, wow, gee, of all days, Michelle, (laughs) of all days, you know, but God knows. You know, and Pastor Ben spoke to me before the meeting and he said, you know, he said God knew this was going to happen. So this morning I'm going to speak to you about hope and the hope that we have in God. You know, we've heard so much about that this morning, haven't we? We've heard a lot about, you know, just even just during the songs and just the words that have been spoken. But today I want to look at what hope is. So hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength in his faithfulness. The confident expectation, the hope we have in God, in his promises to us and his strength and his faithfulness. You see, it's not in our strength, it's in his strength. In 1 Thessalonians 5.8 it says, But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Putting on the hope, the helmet of hope for our salvation. You know, spiritually speaking, the helmet of salvation provides hope and protects the mind against anything that was, would disorientate, confuse or destroy you, such as discouragement or deceit. The helmet protects a soldier against damaging and deadly blows to the head. And you know, the enemy comes to damage our mind. He puts in our mind those things of discouragement and disappointment or failure. He reminds us constantly of the things we used to be. But yet God's word says to put on the helmet of hope to protect our mind against the blows of the enemy. What an awesome promise that is in God. You know, and as I began to to prepare for this sermon, I just thought about how much promise and how much hope we have in God and how God's word is so awesome in power. And yet all he wants us to do is believe. He understands our disbelief. He understands our weaknesses. Yet if we put on that helmet to protect, we begin to understand the power of God. I have a lot of scripture for you today because it's important for that word of God to be the, the, the foundation on which we base our faith, yeah? It's not just based on hearsay, it's based on what does God's word say to us? What are the promises of God to us in this moment, in this time, in this day? where fear has come to grip the earth, yet God says, I will raise up. A standard against that. God will raise up. God is our protector. God is our sovereign God. And this, nothing catches God on the back foot. 
nothing. In Romans 12, 12, it says, be joyful because you have hope. (laughs) Be patient when trouble comes and pray at all times. Be joyful because you have hope. Hope in what? Hope in this world? We have hope in our God, our faithful Father. Our hope is in Jesus, our Saviour, the lover of our soul. Our healer, our redeemer, our comforter, the one who gave his life for us. We just heard that in communion. Let us rejoice in the hope we have, that hope in Christ Jesus. You know, hope means there's something more than we can see. We can't see the future. We can't foresee what's going to happen. But if we don't secure ourselves in who God is, we will not be prepared for what lies ahead. You see, our foundation needs to be strong. It needs to be secure. It needs to be steady. Like if we build a house on sand or whatever, I don't build houses. But I'm sure the Bible talks about that, doesn't it? Building our house on the solid, sure foundation, Jesus Christ. We need to build our life based on him, around him, surrounded by him, filled with him so that we can have that, that hope. I feel like I'm going 150 miles an hour. <gasps> Just need to breathe. Faith strengthens hope. The source of hope is faith in our God, that he can move mountains, that he can heal our body, our mind, And our spirit, our faith in God, our trust in God. Hope keeps us going in hard times. And I think about my friend's family today and the sadness that has gripped them at this moment. But I know their hope is in God. I know that they will meet again. And you know, this morning as I sat and I just was quiet and I said, God, I don't understand all these things, but one thing I know is that my friend is rejoicing in heaven. She is rejoicing in heaven, healed and whole because of the promise of God, the hope that we have in God. Hope is a feeling and an ex- of expectation and desire for things to happen. Not in our strength, but in the confidence we have in God. How many are hoping here today for something? How many of us are hoping that we can, I don't know, buy a new house? How many of us are hoping to get a job? We have to put our hope in God, our trust in God, and God will make things happen. When we're trying to do it in our own strength, and let me tell you, I can testify to doing things in my own strength and in my own understanding But when I step back and I say, God, it's out of my control. I can't do anything. He goes, okay, now I can do some work. You know, and while we're waiting for God, he's working on our behalf. One of the biggest challenges we face in life is to never lose hope. It's the biggest challenge is to never lose hope. To never lose sight of who our God is. It's hard to wait for healing. 
for desires and dreams, to continue to believe the promise that God gave you regarding your children, your family members. They don't seem to come or have not happened just yet or to keep believing when we face disappointment, pain and pressure. I'm going to have a look at a psalm of David, one of our most favourite people in the Bible. This psalm is so amazing. It says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Here's David in the moment of anguish and pain, says to himself, after stopping and listening to his heart, David goes on to encourage himself in the Lord. He didn't wait on somebody else to come and encourage him. He encouraged himself. He listened to his heart. And he said, put your hope in God. Self, put your hope in God. He began to direct his attention to God. Who is the source of true hope? Caring, self-taught talk led to the ultimate one who cares. I will yet praise him, my Saviour and God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why are you so despair? Oh, my soul. Put your hope in God. And you know, sometimes we need to be just like that and ask ourselves the question, why am I so discouraged? Why am I so disappointed? Why am I in despair? But my hope is in you, God. My hope is in you, God. My hope is in you, God, because you promise me. Your word says, and that's how we find our hope in God. Hoping God because he has good plans for you. Do you believe that today? Hoping God. He has good plans for you. And you could be sitting here saying, but you don't know what's going on in my life. No, I don't. But God knows. <laughs> God knows. And he sees and he understands. Let God help us in our journey. Allow him to be that hope that we need. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What an amazing promise of God. God knows the plans he has for you. may not seem real good right now, but he says the plans I have for you are good. They're good plans. He has specific plans for each and every one of us. He has a plan for you and its plan is for good. Plans for your good, plans for your joy, plans to give you a future and a hope. No one can spoil that. No one can take that away from you. Because God is the giver of good gifts. I know the plans I have for you. For good, for good. 
We need to hope in the Lord because you're going to see his goodness. We will see his goodness and we have seen his goodness. You know, sometimes I think we don't stop and reflect on what God's done. When we're in that moment of anguish or whatever it is, we don't stop and think, God, but you've done this. Look what you've done. You've never left me. You've never forsaken me. You've walked with me. You've held my hand. You've encouraged me. You've brought people into my life to support and encourage me. In Psalm 27, I told you about lots of scripture. Main reason is I want you to get the word of God. We need the word of God buried in our spirit because that's our sure foundation. In 27, 13 to 14, it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, right now, right here, this moment, this day. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Wow, there's a lot of waiting going on. (laughs) Who loves waiting? Not me. <laughs> Yet the, the, the psalm says to wait on him. Why? Because that's where he can come. And that's where he can fill us. That's where he can strengthen us. That's where he can speak to us when we wait. God promises believers will see the goodness, his goodness in this life. You certainly will see goodness in heaven but you'll see it here as well. You'll see God answer prayers and meet needs. How many in this room have had prayers answered? Yeah? Who can testify to that? Amen. You know, we can testify of how God has answered, how he's met our need financially or spirit, whatever it is. We can stand here and each one of us can stand up and say, God did this and God did that in my life. How amazing. And then whack, we get whacked with something and go like, ooh, I don't know what's going on. Where's God in all of this? He's left me. No, he hasn't. We've got to put on that helmet of hope (laughs) and be reminded that God is faithful and his goodness, his goodness, his goodness endures. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't go, oh, today I'm just not going to worry. Wait all you want. I'm not coming. I'm not talking. It's not our God. That's not our God. Don't give up. Keep hoping and waiting for the Lord's perfect timing. Oh, there's another thing. Awesome. Perfect timing. Can't it just happen now? Aren't we in, an, aren't we in a time of everything's real instant? Put your phone on. You can see what's going on and people, da-da-da. So much going on. And God says... But wait patiently. And he's got perfect timing. But what about this God? And God goes, just wait. God's timing is perfect. Be strong and take courage in your heart. Your hope won't be disappointed. You do have hope for the future. You can hope in God because he has promised that you will see his goodness in the land of the living. And that's a promise he will fulfill.
Yeah. He will fulfill. Hope in Jesus because of his abundant goodness. In Psalm 31, verse 19, it says, Oh, how abundant is your goodness. These Psalms are so unreal and amazing. How abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. Hey? How abundant is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you. We need to be have a healthy fear of God. We don't become complacent. We just take God for granted. Yes, he's always there. Yes, he's faithful. But we need to build that strong core relationship with him. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our strong tower. He is our safe place. But if we don't have that revelation of that, that's not what he's going to be for us. Not because he doesn't want to, but because we are not confident in who he is. God just God doesn't just have a few sparse blessings. <laughs> but abundant goodness stored up for you. Abundant goodness. And he waits for his perfect timing to shower it on you. If you have taken refuge in God, then you can be absolutely sure that God will pour out his abundant blessings and goodness upon you. You might not see it at the moment, but it indeed will come. It will come. What did God say to you before? What has God said to you a year ago, six months ago? What did God say? Has he changed his mind? No, but he's perfect timing. It's when he, he knows when we're ready to receive it. We just think we're ready all the time. Hope in the Lord because he will fulfill his purpose for you. In Psalm 138.8, it says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Have you ever wondered what your purpose is in life? Have you ever sat and thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know what career path to take. I I don't know what God's got planned for me. Oh, you know, everything I had before, it's done, it's changed. But God has a wonderful purpose for your life. We need to just stop and be still and wait and submit our heart and go, God, you lead, you guide, you direct and have the confidence and trust in him that he will do that. You know, sometimes I've thought, have we missed it? You know, have I missed it? You know, the will of God. Am I in God's will for where I am at that moment? Or have I missed it? Or am I there because I want to be there? Or am I doing this because I want to do that? And sometimes I've gone through that process in my own life and, and thought, I think this is just me and what I want to do. 
But you know, God's, if we believe God's in all things, then God will direct and he will show and he will lead and he will guide. We just have to trust him in it. We can have great hope in God. He absolutely will fulfill his purpose for you and for me. And, you know, we might be in a situation where it's hard, but God's going on with you in that. It may not be the solution to take us out of there. It may be the point of us being in that space. And I know Damien and I have talked a lot about work and going like, well, we don't, you know, backwards and forwards. But God has a plan. And at the end of the day, we are where we are because maybe God has a purpose for us being there. (laughs) And sometimes it's easier to go, it's too hard. I quit. I give up. And God goes, hmm, not just yet. And everything just goes close, 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 close. And we don't understand what's going on because we believe in God to take us out. <sighs> How are you going? Good. Still awake. That's, that's a start. <laughs> Hoping God, hoping God because he will complete what he started. He will complete what he started. In Philippians 1.6 it says, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in me, in me will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God finishes what he starts. He finishes what he starts. He doesn't start here and go, oh, well, now you're good all alone. It's like a parent. You have a baby. You don't just go, oh, I've got the baby. Beautiful. You continue to invest into that child's life. You feed it. You nurture it. You love on it. Until one day they go, oh, they're adults and As a parent, that was a hard transition for me. I was like, I've got men now. I've got men. You know, I've got sons that are fathers, husbands. Whoa, different role. But God finishes what he starts. When God saved you, he began an incredibly good work in you to transform you into the likeness of Christ. So as a parent, we nurture and develop our children. The same God is like that with us, continually loving on us, nurturing us, correcting us, bringing all of those things into our life as would a parent, but even greater. Everything you go through, good and bad, is controlled by his sovereign hand to conform you to Christ. He won't fail. Let me tell you today, God does not fail. He never fails. There won't be any unfinished believer in heaven. God works in your life every day and at that day of Jesus Christ, you will be like him. 
We have every reason to hope in God. If God has started a good, powerful work in you, then he certainly will bring it to completion. So don't despise those moments of void or struggle or anything like that because God, that's the promise. That's the promise. Okay, a few more to go. Hope in God because you are his workmanship. In Romans 8, 20, no, in Ephesians 2.10, he says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, the Bible says that God knew us before we were even born. And he had a plan for our life way back when. And this morning when Julie was prophesying over Dan, this morning I felt like that God knew him. We did know him before he was born. He had a plan for Dan's life. And God nurtures us and brought up in church and all of that sort of thing. And then we choose to go our own way, do our own thing, and God goes, okay. I'm still with you, but okay. And then all of a sudden God just comes along. Not all of a sudden, but then God comes along and says, this is where you belong because now I've got a plan, even a greater plan for your life. So don't despise those moments of hardship. Don't despise those things that we've gone through in our life, and we've all got those things. But God has set us free. He's forgiven us. He's given us a new start. And the good works that he's got planned for us haven't changed. They haven't changed. Do you believe that God has prepared good works for you to walk in? Do you believe that in your heart? Or do you just think, oh, I hope so? Well, put your hope in God because he has got good works planned for you. He has got good plans work for you. Your hope, our hope in God because we are his workmanship. And this one last. Hope in God because all things work together for good. In Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. We've all been called. Not just Pastor Ben. Not just Julie, not just Jack, not just Damien, not just my husband. We've all been called. We all, and Benito, of course. (laughs) Sorry, Benito. (laughs) Oh, and Emma. (laughs) But we've all been called. We look at people who are dynamic, who are powerful, awesome this, awesome that, but they're no different to you or me. We have all been called for the use of God. And when we submit our life to God and go, God, I surrender, then God can do a work in us. Amen? Every believer suffers various kinds of trials. Life's not easy. But God works even the sad, hard and painful things together for our good. And you have a hope that someday in heaven you'll see how your momentary light afflictions 
produced an eternal weight of glory far beyond. I want to tell you a little bit about my friend. She's in heaven this morning and she is praising God, let me tell you. But you know, her work on this earth was amazing. Her hope was so embedded in God. She travelled the world going and doing rescues of young women that were being trafficked and sowing into their lives and investing into their lives, going into the Chicago prison with prisoners and being able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because her hope was in God. Because her hope was in God and she was just crazy enough to go, hey, that'll be a great idea. I want to do that. Not because she was special, but because she just wanted to do God's will in her life. We are no different to her. We are no different today. Ephesians 1.18 says in the Amplified, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very centre and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. What an awesome promise is that, that we open our eyes, that our hearts and our minds and our eyes would be open to the greatness and the glorious inheritance that we have in God. I just want to leave you with a few scriptures, a few more. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering, for he has promised a reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And in Romans 5, 5, it says, Such hope in God's promises never disappoint us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I want to leave you with this last scripture in Numbers 23. And we've heard today that God is our hope, that God is our refuge. In Numbers 23 it says, God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and And will he not do it? (laughs) Or has he spoken? And will he not make it good? The promise we have is in him. Our hope has a name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. We have hope in his name today promises that we have in God 
I pray that these scriptures will enlighten your hearts and encourage you today. And that you would find confidence in knowing that God is faithful. And that you'd be encouraged today to walk in that hope that we have in Him. Not in our own strength, but in the strength of God. Amen.